for the citizens of Colombia. However, this social solution slowly turned into a political problem. La Violencia erupted as a result of a riot that took place in the streets of Bogota in the stir of the 1948 assassination of Liberal Party leader and presidential candidate Jorge Eliezer Gaitan. The liberals and conservatives took their stances to begin a battle that would last for many years. Influenced by the revolutionary and grand eloquence of Che Guevara and Fidel Castro and powered by the Colombian Communist Party, Marxist guerrillas and paramilitary death squads terrorized the nation of Colombia for over 40 years in an effort to counteract the attacks of the Marxist guerrillas. The paramilitary forces of the Colombian Conservative Party and the Colombian Liberal Party joined forces to fight against them. It became a vicious civil war that is ongoing and driven by a multi-billion dollar trade in cocaine and other drugs. La Violencia claimed the lives of more than 400,000 people. This radical and violent time period is the backdrop in which Pablo Escobar and other ambitious Colombians would grow up. Pablo's Childhood Born December 1, 1949, in Negro, Colombia, to Abdel de Jesus Dari Escobar, father, and Hermilda Gavaria, mother, Pablo Emilio Escobar Gavaria was the third of seven children, three boys and four girls. Pablo's mother worked as a schoolteacher, and his father worked as a farmer. Even though he was born into a middle-class family, Pablo would later come to see his childhood as poor and humble. During earlier parts of his childhood, he and his family vacated their home in Negro and settled into the small village of Titiri, located in the municipality of Antioquia. His mother had landed a job teaching at one of the best schools within the village. Soon after their arrival, the family unwittingly made enemies with some of the villagers. The conservative citizens of the village resented his mother because she was a middle-class liberal, and they did not like the idea for teaching their children liberal ideologies. The conservative villagers band together to take action against the unsuspecting family. One night, the group of conservatives got together and attempted to burn down the schoolhouse, which also served as the Escobar's home. While the attempted arson was unsuccessful, the family soon moved to a cozy suburb located right outside the city of Madeline called Envigado to escape the tensions. Their move to Envigado would be the playing grounds in which Pablo would embark on a rise to power that would change their lives forever. An Early Start as a child, Pablo was friendly, intelligent, kind, and very driven, not too different from most of his classmates. However, it was his allure and ambition that put him in a class by himself. The star student excelled in school with very little exertion, and he had big dreams of becoming the president of Colombia and owning a million-dollar empire by the age of 22. His earliest involvement in politics began when he ran for the Council for Student Wellness at the age of 13. He won the election, and soon after, pushed to obtain funding for food and transportation for the poor students of his school. Even though Pablo was an extraordinary student and seemed to have a bright future ahead of him, it would not be long before he began a life of rebellion and crime. Allegedly, he began his career stealing gravestones and then sanding them down for resale to Panamanian smugglers. He also made money racketeering, selling marijuana, contraband cigarettes, and fake lottery tickets. During the early 1970s, Pablo began to excel in the criminal world, and by 1975, his success soon led him to the cocaine trade. It was here that Pablo began his journey as the infamous drug lord we know him as today. Escobar obtained a billion-dollar empire from the cocaine trade by the time he turned 28 years old. Four years later, he joined as an alternate to the Colombian Congress. And before he turned 40 years old in 1987, Escobar snagged the number seven spot on the Forbes list as one of the richest men in the world. He maintained his spot on the Forbes billionaire list for seven years, and appeared in Forbes magazine for the last time in July 1993 billionaire's issue. 
Escobar was killed in a shootout five months later. Today, Pablo Escobar's tomb maintains frequent visitations, along with a large collection of flowers offered by a legion of his admirers. Many of them remember him as the only man in Colombia that actually cared for and showed mercy on the poor. Love, Life, and Family At the age of 26, Pablo met and fell in love with his soon-to-be wife, Maria Victoria Hinano Vallejo. She was only 15 years old at the time. Due to laws preventing the consummation of their marriage, Pablo and Maria had to seek the blessing of a local bishop in order to wed. The couple produced two children, a girl, Manuela, born in 1971, and a boy, Juan Pablo, born in 1978. Despite Pablo's many affairs with other underage females and a well-known Colombian anchorwoman, Virginia Vallejo, Maria remained married to him until his death. Even though the drug kingpin was a notorious cheater, he loved his friends and family very much.